Well, let us know when you're recording. Oh, I'm recording. Oh, and now it's time for an awkward. Ah. No, keep all that. Good. <laughs> that intro did get awkward. Ugh, silence followed by well, footsteps. No, I wasn't recording you saying that, but then after I hit recording, and yes. yeah, now I we're figured, recording. I figured as much. Well, we don't figure around here. <laughs> I couldn't tell you whose mama it was. I, what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, oh, didn't you? You had a cold open topic. Paul's got a cold open topic for us. I do, and I have pulled up and everything as if I was ready. <laughs> what the fuck? The light just illuminated your face too. Give me an ice. It did. I, I saw the light. It was nice. It was beautiful. Because I went from oh, about there's a light. Over at the Frankenstein place, <laughs> there's a light <laughs> burning in the fireplace. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that now. <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> Sorry, you started it, and the one thing that went through my mind is the uh, the callback where it's like, "We're Santa Claus burning in the fireplace." <laughs> nice. I know way too many weird shout outs to that. (laughs) It's the one thing that makes Rocky Horror good. Yeah. The audience (laughs) participation. Exactly. Is that Uh, the cold open? No. 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 That's that's the warm to the cold. Uh, Our cold open. open, uh, Yeah, there's a lot of warming up in Hollywood right now. Writers and actors are still on strike. Apparently some... Smaller studios have met the demands of the unions and have been given the green light to continue projects with actors and writers. I saw that. It, uh, it made me happy. So, uh, well, what's all, what studios are on that list? Well, the big, the big one is A24. Hell yeah. Who have been given permission to uh, go, a- go ahead and continue filming of mother mary starring anne hathaway and michael cole and michaela coel sorry (laughs) yeah i i I read that and i was like no that's that's wrong i'm i'm trying to name michael cole oh really from wwe uh and death of a unicorn starring paul rudd and jenna ortega i'm so excited for that one (laughs) just the premise alone I haven't read the premise of this. What, what's going it's, on? It's about a father and daughter who run over a unicorn. <laughs> That's uh, incredible. Yes. And the father because and daughter. E24. <laughs> and the father and daughter of Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega. That's yes. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> um, so uh, projects also uh, set to go forward are the rivals of Amziah King, starring Matthew McConaughey. Flight Risk, starring Mark Wahlberg and being directed by Mel Gibson. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Dude, uh, it, every step, like, just went down, 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 down. Every step. <laughs> okay, we're, we're coming back up. We got <laughs> Dust Bunny, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen and Sigourney Weaver. Ooh. Uh, uh, Bride I Hard. Just, I just what? saw a meme today. Before Sigourney Weaver. Or it was like before the Sigourney Weaver, we had to wean of our own Sigourneys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hard bri- times. 
Bride Hard with Rebel Wilson is continuing, and uh, The Chosen, which is a TV series oh, uh, yeah. done by... God, what what the fuck was there? I forgot what the name of that studio is. It's some Christian it's, studio. They have that they have that studio. movie with Jim Caviezel out right now. Yeah, Sound uh, of Freedom. Yeah. <sighs> oh my god, have you, you guys seen what they're doing with that? Huh? Uh, uh, apparently, uh, and and again, this is all just uh, TikToks and random articles. But apparently, that Song of Freedom is getting. And I forgot the term. I I want to say it's like carpet bombing or something like that. Where basically the studios are buying out seats to make it look like it's doing as well as it is. So people no, no, are showing. Not the, not the studio. They're getting donations from people. So people are buying tickets. And not just not going. And not. No, because they're donating just, tickets. Like they're buying tickets for other people to go. Uh, and, no, like people are like. If nobody to, shows up to claim those tickets, just nobody shows up to claim those tickets. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, they've already been bought. Yeah. They're showing like the there's no availability on the seats, and they go to the theater, and there's nobody nobody in there because apparently it's like a QAnon paid movie. Or so, yeah. The, another Morbius sweep. It sounds like yeah. Um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just found out what QAnon was like two weeks ago. I just found out what what a Jason Aldean is tonight. So, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're not going to get into that, but uh, no. just, I'm just letting you know. Since hey, what a Trav- week for country between Miranda Lambert and Jason Aldean. Oh, what's Miranda Lambert up to? She scolded girls for taking a selfie. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. She stopped a show because girls were taking a selfie while she was singing. Oh, Lambie. <laughs> More like Miranda Lambert. Oh snap! Uh, yeah, a whole can of worms there that we don't need to get into. That's, That's why okay. Gwen Stefani's so much better. <laughs> that is never a sentence I think I've ever heard in my entire life and could have just lived without. It is bananas. I don't know, Zoe. Yeah, Shut the fuck up, Zach. <laughs> Zoe just got into No Doubt. Oh, yeah? That's that's like a um, coming-of-age... Uh, it is. She's feeling it. She just got into Nirvana. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Look Just keep her, her away from the Smiths. Her own taste in music. Just keep her away from the Smiths. I'll try. I'll try for you, Paul. <laughs> My I'll boys try. are all into skibbity toilet. <laughs> I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it sounds like something that would be going on in Zach's house. To be quite frank with you, so. that's that's fair. Yeah. All right. My hair so, is too hot. Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, the lightning of the restriction for some smaller oh, yeah, studios yeah. Okay. from SAG yeah. after. And I guess it's because they are not part of the, it was like the AMTF, the, the Alliance of Motion Picture yeah. Television Producers. That, that's it. So, so that's, if, if yeah. you're, if you're indie enough, they'll allow it. Is that a new thing they just made up? Evil Empire. I mean that's that that's just the guild is basically stating like because they're not the they're not no no, at no the table. I'm talking about what what was that thing you just said the alliance the the, the alliance of motion picture and is television producers no oh, oh okay that's like all the big studios basically the other side of the table yeah but what do they need a not a union I don't know what you call an alliance like what do they need one for they're they're the, the people that are like they're 
against or well, like I said, the people making a level the opposite side of the table of the union. They're the they're the oh, ones yeah. that the union under is the light bulb. To, yeah, they're the, the ones that. The... Yeah, yeah. It's it's the super friends and the league of evil. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. All right, all right. Well, uh, you guys want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about it. people out there in podcast land my name is paul work i'm jonathan pierce i'm zach mccoy and it's your boy Trav. and we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscar podcast the show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong but we're not doing that this week are we no we're not no what, we're not what are we doing this week it's my birthday birthday happy birthday to yeah. you. Happy birthday. Thanks, guy. Hmm. Yeah. Cover you in well, icing. Ooh. What? <laughs> well, in that case, it's the drug. And then Sorry. you could go play disc golf. <laughs> yes. Brawl thing. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we watching this week, then, if we're not on our Oscar bullshit? Well, I can introduce the first movie that we're going to talk about. Well, before you introduce it, let yeah. me just say that I am dedicating this one to my dearly departed Nana because okay. disaster films were our thing. Oh. And although these two films we did not see together, these were films that we would have watched together. So what are we watching, Zach? Well, the first one, it's hot, it's dangerous, and it's not functioning. And as a wise person once said, better dead here than dead at the core. Yeah. See, I wasn't the sure core. if you were going to say the core or the penis. <laughs> oh. Didn't know where that sentence was going, you know, when Zach's in town. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Well, is the this, core! Is this everybody's first time getting rotten to the core? Nope! It, it is mine. Actually, yes. Uh, no for me, but it's been a long time. Jonathan, since you're the birthday boy, I guess I'll go first and say that I'm pretty sure I just rented this while I was working at the video store, and that's probably the most interesting thing I can come up with. <laughs> Jonathan, do you remember the first time you saw The Core? No. I've seen this movie so many times, I do not remember the first time watching it. I remember somebody going, this is a disaster movie, and me going, oh, I need to watch that. Mm. This isn't mm. even the first time me watching it this month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this month? Yes, it's month. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, when Jonathan couldn't find this uh, on any streaming service, he asked me to sail the seven seas for it, and this was months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Oscar breakdown. <laughs> Oscar breakdown. It's the core. <laughs> you know what? We should. I should have looked uh, up a Razzie breakdown. There's no fucking way. I, even if it was nominated for Razzies, there's no way this movie's horrible enough to justify Razzies. But oh, you know. that look on Paul! <laughs> no, I, it's just a whole lot of scrolling. Mm -hmm. Core. 
<laughs> Gotta get down deep. <laughs> I just feel like I'm on the verge of giggling the whole time tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I like IMDb I like says for awards that there are none. None. No awards. So, uh, but there is one recognition that it did garner. Oh, that in a poll of hundreds of scientists about bad science fiction films, the core <laughs> was voted the worst. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's apparently uh, much like uh, the film that it is ripping off, Armageddon, a film that is shown to people in in that particular field to show how badly people fuck things up. That's because, fair. Because apparently science, science college courses will show this film to students and be like, point out all the bad, dumb shit in the same <laughs> way that that NASA used uh, Armageddon as a way to be like, this is how you don't do things. <laughs> but who's watching these films to do those things, though? I don't think anyone yeah. is, but it, yeah. but the point is not yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. I'll have a thought later. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. All right. So I love this movie. I don't know if you've noticed this yet. Not sure if that came across at all. I love this movie. I will watch this movie anytime I don't know what to watch. This one is almost one of the first things that I go, "Eh, I'll watch the core again. I could not give you a fucking reason why. (laughs) This movie is so stupid, but the the cast is stacked. And none of them are, like, trying. Except Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci does not know how to turn things off. Ever. No, no. <laughs> Delroy Lindo's, kind of, ha- Del yeah. Lindo's having a good time, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too. And and you get one of the, I, th- I, I would say for me, the second most overdramatic moves in cinema history. Moves? When, yes. Okay. So number one, and, and I pointed this out to my wife the, yesterday, is Beauty and the Beast. When the beast is just after yelling at Belle and he's on the West Wind, he's looking at the rose and he stares at her in the mirror. And then he's like, he just kind of the way he turns the the mirror away and he's like, how could she ever love me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. just over just overdramatic. Right. The second one is when um and Paul, you just said his name. Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. It when Ray Liotta's like not Ray Liotta, Jesus fuck, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Ray Liotta would fucking kill it in this movie when Stanley Tucci is like, but I wish it was our ship. And he just kind of reaches his arm up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down. Freddie Mercury. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what scene I thought you were going to bring up? Which one? When, um, you know, he goes out there like he sacrifices himself and he does the thing and they're like, I, you know, we could still save you. And he just gives up. He just says, oh, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, he like, just sits high. down. Yeah. And it was very Yoda go to sleep like, dude. Like, <laughs> I, w- I fucking died when that happened. I lost my so, shit. There is not a single death in this movie. You're just like, oh, that sucks. You're just sitting there going, <laughs> dude, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> this was mostly avoidable yeah like every single one of those like hey if you guys would have waited like three fucking seconds you probably could have gotten them out of there but it's okay (laughs) like fucking everything has to be perfectly timed Jonathan. yeah it i just i really like this movie 
just a lot. It's it's so stupid. I, I think Aaron Eckhart was like the perfect cast for just the guy who is pretty enough to go, hey, he's the guy that we're following, but like an every man enough to go, I, I can be him. He just looks weird. <laughs> um, the science in it is so fucking terrible and it doesn't make sense, even though they keep bringing up how science is the thing that's doing it and everything. So I, I, I just, yes. <laughs> I'd like to hear I, other. I was going to say um, the one thing about the science, like, like Travis said, who's watching this movie and before that aspect, but I think this one, like even more than a lot of disaster films, it really like highlights the science and it really makes it mm-hmm. feel like they're saying something. And there's, you know, there's points where they're having conversations about formulas and numbers. And, but if it's all just <laughs> bullshit, I guess it, yep. nobody's going to learn anything from the film, but like maybe they, yeah. don't, they don't have to, but, but that happens in all space disaster films. Like, but- not Moonfall. Christopher Nolan. They did it last year in Moonfall, where they all get together in the oh, boardroom and they're breaking down numbers and stuff like that. And so, it's, it's probably all fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? These guys are idiots. Who? Cares? But there's a there's a difference. So like, there's this way of doing science that doesn't make sense. That you go, what the fuck? And then there's like the Michael Crichton way of doing it, where he makes it sound like, fuck, is that actually possible? And it's literally <laughs> just him pulling it out of his ass. And he's also a doctor, so he's got like some yeah. working knowledge, so he yeah. makes it sound even better. <laughs> like if you read timeline, you're just like, wait, did that dude just turn the Tesseract from the wrinkle of time into an actual scientific thing? Trav, I'd like to hear your uh, your well, take on the core. I wanted to get another opinion before I went, just because I didn't want it to be like two people going, this movie fucking rules. And then everybody else like this movie fucking sucks, dude. Uh, this movie fucking rules. Yes! I was belly laughing watching this film so many times. I had so much fun watching this film, and I convinced somebody that I was a flat Earth believer like two days prior to this film. So it made it even better. Like this whole thing. Is that the person who commented on your? Yes, uh, yes, the person that commented. (laughs) I had them actually believing that I somewhat believed in flat Earth. So when they commented on my letterbox thing, I was just like belly laughing anymore. This was like an amazing two and a half hours from when I made when I watched the film to my letterbox review of enjoyment gosh i just had so much fun that night watching this movie absolutely (laughs) incredible and hillary swank's haircut is god fucking awful good god who approved that haircut it is absolutely disgusting when it is atrocious when clint eastwood puts better hair on you you (laughs) someone's made a mistake yes oh but no, this film, I had so much fun watching this film. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> it is so good. Everybody that died literally didn't even have to die. That's what yep. just made it so much yep. fun. Yep. Oh, so good. Especially when, um, um, who, what's his name? Tuch, Tuchik? Stan, Stanley Tucci. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Dude, Tucci. He, he's about to leave Two-Face. 
Because I just call this dude Two Face. I do not know his name in real life. I always call him Two Face. <laughs> so when he showed up on screen, I was like, "Oh, dude, it's Two Face." He left him somehow. It magically rolled off of him and onto him. <laughs> like two seconds fucking later, I fucking died laughing. The best thing about science um, disaster films is the main character is always a professor at a fucking college and like the government just shows up at their door like hey there's a million other people more qualified than you but we showed up to get you because you're a teacher at some school that has no prestige to it whatsoever it's right. absolutely incredible that they do that in every film i love it god i, I fucking love disaster films yeah nobody dropped any papers in this movie though i was a little disappointed no nah, yeah it's true all right paul <laughs> me all right, I'm I'm going to start this in a way that's going to be very controversial, and I apologize. There's a reason Michael Bay is who Michael Bay is. Okay, I'm going to address that. He <laughs> make he makes this shit look so easy. Mm. <laughs> he makes these horrible, horrible films that are just bombastic and energetic, and he makes it look like it's a fucking cakewalk. And uh, and the waves and waves of copycats that came out after armageddon this one coming five years after armageddon yeah uh, is astounding that nobody could capture that vivacious feeling that michael bay did in 1998 with armageddon a film that i'm not a fan of but yes he just makes it look so easy wow, this really came that, out five years after armageddon five years yeah. and the cgi is like five times worse than armageddon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. so, so with, that being said, this movie is so much fucking fun. Yes. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. One of my kids asked me, how's your movie going? Like, so far, so dumb. Like, Why are you watching it then? Oh, I love dumb movies. <laughs> this movie's the fucking dumbest. Oh, hold on. I, I got to interrupt you real quick because this was also on my mind, but I got flustered by this fucking movie. Dude, the sky CGI is so fucking horrible. And there's a scene <laughs> where, like, the camera's pan looking up at Two-Face. And <laughs> they show the sky. And he just goes, God, I missed the sky. And that was it. And I lost it. <laughs> so there's two scenes that just every time I watch it, I just immediately laugh. The first one is Rome. When Rome's, like... <laughs> The CGI is so bad. Like it's it's uh -huh. just literally they paid extras to walk around on a green screen and just run. Uh -huh. It's it's terrible. The other one is right before that when they're all together, and I swear to God, they're like the fucking Power Rangers. They're like, Rome's about to get hit. We should do something, guys. And then they run into the command center. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you gonna do? Not even <laughs> not even just that. They're just like Rome. Rome's about to get fucked up. And literally yeah. two seconds later, here it comes. And like, Rome just gets <laughs> fucked up. So what were they running in there to go and do? Because they literally had two fucking seconds. Like, they just they just needed to watch it. Like that's <laughs> so they're so like, guys, the we don't want to miss this. Get the popcorn. <laughs> so so on the Michael Bay front, why I think this movie is better than Armageddon, and I say better on purpose is there is no Aerosmith in this movie. <laughs> Fair. So take it, take Aerosmith out of Armageddon. I may enjoy that more, but there you go. 
Um, also, something that this movie has that Armageddon doesn't is DJ Qualls. Yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, that? The, uh, the hacker rat. guy, rat. Hacker man. Who oh, yeah. Dude, when he was fucking crying <laughs> at the end of the movie, I was like, this dude's crying and I'm laughing that is crying. Yes. There is no need. Like he's to really add this level like, of emotion. But honestly, oh. that that I thought that was actually the one like most uh actually real emotion I saw in the movie because he you could he tell he was help. stressed. He's, he's yeah. like, God, I have to do this. I'm actually doing something now, and I don't know if I have the kung fu to do it. <laughs> this guy was putting floppies down the fucking sink and microwave and CD. Yo, him, him at the fucking end of the movie screaming, the whales! <laughs> <laughs> He's like skipping and his arms are flailing about. <laughs> yeah, so. God. The top secret books, too, that he had when they're about to leak all the information. <laughs> he just pulls them out the book bag, and it's just like regular books that just say top secret. Right in the cyber cafe. Yeah, I can't believe I've never seen this movie. I before. have mentioned it oh, yeah, trust minimum me, I know 20 times. Oh, I, oh, trust me, I know. But I don't think I... I don't think I realized it was a disaster film. I just thought it was like a bad sci-fi film. So that really just kind of... So- I, I also liked the fact that, you know, it, it was a not a comic or a comet movie. It was something that was, hey, we don't have to go to space. That's going to kill us. It was, oh, shit. It's in the middle. It's the core. It's here. I enjoyed that Tetranaut line. Mm, yeah. um, one other thing, uh, kind of the last thing I want to point out is, and it, I hate that I can't remember or uh, pronounce his name. Is it Checky Cario? Oh, you know, um, I I don't know how to pronounce his name. So, what was that? Um, Fair enough. The yeah, French the, guy, Serge. The, the French guy. Uh, he is he is two French actors as Ken Watanabe is for Japanese actors for me. I when when I see that there's going to be French actors, I want to see him. I loved him in The Messenger as well because yeah. I fucking love The Messenger. That movie's bad too. So, yeah, you know, I don't think I fully articulated my feelings. I, I kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, please, please. I'd love to hear. <laughs> Again, <laughs> as people probably know, not usually the type of film that I watch, but um, I did have a, a good time watching it. It. Uh, I'm amazed that this had an 85 million dollar budget for as, as bad as it looks, and I don't. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. And like it's it's weird that this had an eighty five million dollar budget, and like the writers had never written a film before, and the director wasn't like a huge director. Yeah, and yeah. what did you say? Hillary Swank's the only like star in the film. Stanley Tucci is he a star at this I'm, time? I think Dil- yeah. I, I mean, I think everybody is a pretty decent level star. I think uh, Aaron yeah, Eckhart's think- kind of kind of moving into that position. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think he's a star personally. So, like star power, not. I don't think he's an A-lister. No, but Hillary Swank has an Oscar at this point for Boys Don't Cry. Mm. She's about to win her second one next year with a million dollar baby. Um, Aaron Eckhart had just been in Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he was the boyfriend in Aaron Brockovich. Person on the scene with his hunky hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, 
Tucci's, I wouldn't say he's like a major star, but you know, he's not, he's a pretty well-established character actor. You know, big night had come out long before this. Mm -hmm. Um, Delroy Lindo is another like steady hand. He's right. he's in a bunch of stuff around this time that people. That's kind of how I feel. The whole cast is outside of Hillary Swank, though. It's like a lot of none of those guys star in a film. They're like steady hands. They're secondary characters. Yeah, they're it's good there. actors. And then the great Richard Jenkins is currently on six feet under at this point. No, yeah. So yeah, I I'm happy you guys had fun. I really yeah. am. That that makes me happy. Like I said, yeah. I, it's it's is it a great film? Absolutely not. But it's it's it is. I think probably this is my comfort film. It's my if, if I'm downtrodden, I can watch this and just know it's going to pick me up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's silly and it's dumb, and I'll probably watch it again like twenty years from now. And... <laughs> It'll be like watching uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, the original. What's the? I, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, what's the movie we watched? We watched last year for your birthday. Um, you know, with the giant bugs and shit. Well, Starship, oh, Starship, Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship Troopers. I don't. I was just drawing a blank on it. My brain is dead. Um, <laughs> I feel like when they made Starship Troopers, they weren't trying to make a serious movie. I really oh, feel like though, yeah. when they made the core. They were on it feeling like they were making this blockbuster fucking. See, I think I was actually just about to say, I feel the opposite. I feel like they knew what they were making. They knew they were making an, a quick Armageddon knockoff. Maybe some other people, but I don't know about the actors. I, I feel like I'm with, I'm if, with it, if, it, if it had better uh, like production and sets and CGI. Sure. Because it, it looks. <laughs> Caitlin was doing something. And she looked up. And she's like, "Oh my god, it looks like PlayStation Two <laughs> graphics or something." Oh, it's so. I don't understand how the CGI is that bad. Like, and it's a yeah. weird choice. I mean, I don't know, especially for eighty-five million dollars. That's what I'm for. trying to figure. Where did they spend the money on outside of Hillary Swank? That might have the cost them a couple million. Wiggly like, lines. The geode. The geode. Oh god, the geode. <laughs> <laughs> spent yeah. all the money on the cheap. I I loved uh, Stanley Tucci's um, death scene though, like when he just like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he gets the he gets the gets, gets the word. and I thought yeah. it was well done too. That wasn't a bad one. I no, gave it, it about a, a B. One. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would I would put it there. Yes. It's like this is this is an amusing moment from a man who realizes the futility of what he's doing. It's, it's good. The, yeah. The guy that falls in the lava, the like the spike hits him. Oh yeah, Bruce head, Greenwood. The diamond. <laughs> there's like crystals down there. That was yeah. fucking weird too. That it just just that there was just one diamonds. just happened to go there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this man just fell in the lava. I love that. Just, I love the scene where they're actually going through like the giant diamonds and the crust, and they're just like. Aaron Eckhart says, oh, can I have one? And then, <laughs> disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't account for nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the core. Again, I appreciate you guys. I, I was a little worried going in, like, all right, you guys are going to shit on my comfort film, but, you know, yeah. it'll be understandable. Oh, no. But I'm this, glad you guys had fun. This has so much rewatchability to it me. Is. 
Like, I know Paul said when he watches it again in 20 years. Dude, when I watch it again in 20 days, because... Nice. I, I'm only saying that because the last time I saw this movie was 20 years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when it came out. This movie came out 20 years ago. Yeah. So, well, a quick question. Uh, yeah. Like, as I was watching and, you know, Rat's talking about his kung fu and stuff. Um, is that just like a Matrix reference or was there something else that with a hacker with kung fu or that i'm no i i I just think that was what they wrote but it it could have had a matrix tie-in at that point probably also um he says hack the planet and yep i fell out of my fucking seat yep he did say (laughs) hack the planet i was like we're is is this actually a hacker's reference because (laughs) that was eight years ago (laughs) yeah free long distance for life for life <laughs> that stupid fucking whistle <laughs> yeah oh yeah by the way that's fucking real i i'd heard something dead like serious that. like not specifically that but there is a um a one of the point. first yeah like actually hackers did it right before mm-hmm. they did it here where it was a way that you could actually make uh long distance calls uh using tonal Mm. Yeah, so. but he did it once and was like, "I, right, you're set for the rest of." He's like, "Yeah, you have you time, have, like <laughs> long distance for life, for life." Like, what if happens if he gets number. a new phone? <laughs> what happens? Oh, DJ. No, that was a Nokia, sir. That thing is that's that's forever. <laughs> I well, yeah. I didn't say the phone was going to crap out. I said, "What what happens that's when he gets fair. a new phone?" That's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, All right, so let's go ahead. Let's move along. We had fun. We had our laughs. Zach, what are we watching next? Well, we've got another film. Little Nathan is turning seven, and he's about to have the worst birthday ever, because he's going to Greenland. 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 Memphis, Tennessee. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Oh, is this everybody's first time seeing Greenland? (laughs) No, not for me. Nope. Funny, uh, Iceland's green. Greenland's actually got the ice. Yeah. I learned that from Mighty Ducks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I so did I. I was just about to say that. So <laughs> but yes, it is my first time. Mine too. Trev, do you remember wow. the first time you saw Greenland? Yeah, they put this on shortly after HBO Max launched because this was one of those COVID films that mm. didn't make it to theaters and they just threw it on HBO Max and I I enjoyed it when I first watched it, so it, it was nice, you know, three... I can't believe it's already been three years that this film's yeah. been out, so... Right. Yeah, this was my second watch, you know, three years later, so that was kind of interesting to see how I feel about it the second time. Jonathan, do you remember the first time you saw Greenland? I think I brought it up here. I... I, I think you did as well. Yeah. I was not, randomly, not too long ago. I was randomly scrolling through TikTok, and the scene popped up, and I'm like... Oh, a disaster film I haven't seen. Well, I should do something about that, and I watched it. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this movie's uh, not as fun. <laughs> no. But no. I enjoy the shit out of this movie. Truly, it's um, it's it's more about the how people. It's it's more people focused than some other disaster films. Yeah, where it's not the actual disaster focus. It's more how people will react. And I feel like everything that happened is in that realm of possibility on if something like that were to occur. Um, 
like, you know, stealing a goddamn kid. And, you know, just, just, I, I, I like this movie. Yeah. I felt it was extremely well done. Uh, very realistic in some senses, very stressful. Like I, uh, I started it the same night that I'd finished watching the core and I looked over to Caitlin. I was like, this is a very different tone, a tone, a very yeah. big shift here, but um, extremely well done. I have a couple of questions I'll, I'll state later, but sure. yeah. Have your, uh, your impressions. Yeah. Well, first of all, I fucking love Gerard Butler. He's so good in everything. Like, oh, I'm not saying Jerry he's an Oscar actor, but he's just so fucking good in everything. Like, I don't know. I could just listen to Gerard Butler say shit from now until the end of time, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I re- I liked how this was very people-focused. Um, definitely, like, you know, the moment where he pretty much pulls her out the car, steals the kid. You got, like, a lot of anxiety, like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, what would I do if that happened to me? We're all parents here. So yeah. you definitely feel that fucking panic. I, I I literally went to my wife right after the scene where she meets up with him, meets up with the kid again. I was like, I can't fucking do these movies much anymore since I've become a dad because this shit's tearing me apart. <laughs> tearing me apart. It was nice to also see the army guy have like a heart. Yeah. Know, yeah. T- take the kid and pull him to the back and stuff like that. Um, yep. I'll tell you what. I really, really did enjoy this film up until the last 10, 15 minutes of the, pretty much until they got to the bunker. That's when I thought that was one of the coolest scenes ever. Oh, that's when I just thought it took like a hot shit on the movie for me. Paul, your impressions. Um, I think when this film is on, it's on. And when it's off, it is mediocrity wrapped in mediocrity and i did not enjoy most of this movie oh okay that's fair yeah that's fair i found it very boring there were there were too many times i was taken out of the movie by uh by some of the tertiary supporting cast not like the direct supporting cast but like sure people who had like under fives mm. where they like would King come in. yeah they they would come in, they would say like three lines and they looked like they were reading cue cards off the side of the screen. There were, mm. I was taken out of this movie so often that I just did not have a fun time watching it. Fair enough. Also, yeah. um, I really wish someone would kidnap my kids. Please take them. <laughs> <laughs> no one uh, hey. uh, Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I'm initially going to give this movie a star because of, uh, you know, Morena Bacarin, I think her last name is. Mm-hmm. Morena Bacarin. Because uh, I love me some Inara. Yeah. So that, that gives she, me a star. She's amazing. I, I like a Morena Bacarin. I do not think she's a very good actress. Oh. I, I no, was I, really I, impressed I with her that. before. I thought she was great in this movie. Did not like her in this movie. I mean. She doesn't suck, but she also doesn't really have to do anything. But good God, she's just so fucking beautiful. Jesus, man. Like <laughs> in everything so much. ever. Uh, whatever she was doing was uh, spiking my anxiety. I was uh, I was right there with her. So yep. I don't know. I thought it was good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the one, one thing I wonder about in movies like this, like like 
my initial statement is I feel the reaction of a lot of people, even though it's dramatized into small periods of time because you only have the time of the movie to do it. Um, shit like that would probably go down and everybody would start looking at each other and getting anxious and, and opportunistic and trying to survive. But I wonder about in real life, if you know that like the world's set to end tomorrow and you were like a newscaster, would you, would you have your suit on still doing the news? Uh, uh, some people would for uh, sure. So, I, yeah. was really, I was really bothered a lot through this movie about how like the cell service wasn't working in like the middle of metro areas, but we were still getting TV signals. Yeah. Well, and if you guys don't have Verizon wireless, you would fully understand that. So that's my everyday life here <laughs> in Deep Creek with Verizon Wireless. Okay. Yeah, so. but like Gerard Butler's trying to use a cell phone at a place where there's like a five story walk up. That's yeah. not the middle of Chesapeake, the, the ass yeah. end of Chesapeake. That's like being in the middle of Norfolk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think when it comes to like newscasters, things like that, it's some people just want normalcy. And if that's the yeah. only thing that's going to bring it to you, I think that that might be something that would happen. Yeah, maybe. Could be. I mean, if you know it's going to end, I mean, me personally, I'm fine. Probably not what or... I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm digging a hole as deep as I can, but you know, I don't know pre child if I would have done the same thing. I'd have just well, not get my hand off my dick probably for four days. Like, I mean, yeah. we learned from, we learned from the core the deepest we've ever dug is seven miles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's that's the deepest you can go. <laughs> mm. Um. So this movie, I, so I like this movie. Uh, it's the. I mean, this might have been probably one of the last showings I watched. If I compare this to something more in the dramatic um side of the disaster films, I think Deep Impact definitely beats this film. Oh, easy for sure. <laughs> Easily handily. Um, the the film that this reminded me a lot of that I think is uh, ten times better and way more interesting was Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Mm. I still need to watch that mm. one. That's a really good I, one. I hear I hear good things. This one I just I I haven't watched because that one is definitely from what I'm told more of the human side of the disaster yeah, films. It, and... It's most like it. It's a dramedy, so it's say, mostly human yeah. side. I wouldn't even put it in the disaster category because like you just said, it's uh it's the fact that there's a disaster going on is like so far at the bottom of the list of what you're getting out of the film. That's fair. I feel like most I enjoy disaster films mostly because they're as Jonathan says, schlop. schlop. Like I'm I'm not expecting to get anything out of the film except for an hour and a half of enjoyment. So, and, and I think disaster films have, and, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why I like, not just because of the whole nostalgia I have with my grandmother. It's it's also the many different takes that you can do. So if you look at a movie like Volcano, mm-hmm. where it's more localized um, and it's it's more serious toned. Right. Right. But the whole point of that is we're not stopping this. We just need to mitigate. Right. And then you get Armageddon where it's more, it's. Yeah, they try to have those moments where it, it's more manipulative than any other disaster film where it's trying to pull every emotion that it can. And it's doing that with terrible music and just 
a, a cast. Like the cast is the draw, the music is the pull away, and explosions is what keeps you there. Like you, you, you are entertained no matter what. Right. And then you get like your deep impacts where it's drama. It's 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 that mix of like volcano and Armageddon where you get to watch. Hey, how do we stop something like this from happening? To also how do we survive what's going to happen so because you never see that in armageddon it's all how to stop it's none of it is what's going on on earth as like what happens if shit does go downhill so it i I like that about disaster films and i i kind of miss how it because we got a surge of them within a small period of time right i mean just like a huge surge of them i mean like trying to think of others like fucking twister i mean yeah Mm. i mean you can go as far as independence day as well exactly it's an alien invasion film but it plays more like a disaster film and is essentially the film that kicks off this like disaster marathon that comes after it and i i would like to see more in moonfall i that movie's fucking nuts it's so dumb i love it Like, I kind, I kind of wish I would have gone with Core in Moonfall, but I feel like oh, it, thank God you Paul didn't. Had, Paul had oh, mentioned God. he hadn't seen Greenland, so I kind of wanted to get something that people hadn't seen, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't need fifty of them in the matter of a year, but I, I would love to see more of them and more takes on them, and just yeah. have them find the combination of like Moonfall or the Core or deep impact day after tomorrow oh god the day Mm. after tomorrow 2012 yep (laughs) 2012 is that's another one of those ones where it's like i'll watch it i like it It, it's 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 the coos that does it for me right but uh yeah i still haven't seen san andreas though oh san andreas is fun yes i need need to watch that one the day the earth stood still no i've seen that one of course go back to the the erwin allen films and go watch earthquake yep Towering Inferno. Oh, Towering Inferno. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I don't even I don't even think this is a bad movie, which kind of why I speak a little more positively about the core, because core is a bad movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. really bad. Right. This is okay. Yeah. And like the yeah, the the child getting abducted out of the car was or it, the, the mom getting kicked out of the car, the child getting abducted. Yeah, that was kind of a tense scene, and that was probably some of the most I like got into it. But I, I'm with Trav. Like the whole like flying out of Canada to Greenland and having to rush into the the bunker, like all that was very very cheesy. It, it was it was super fast. It was the pacing on it was terrible. But I I just the scene like it's not even the scene. It's almost like the six frames that you get of the comet coming down, I thought was so fucking cool and so beautiful. Yeah. I wish I could have had more of that. I like, I wanted to see the explosion. I always want to see the explosion. This is why I sail still stay to this day. Wait for the day that Michael Bay blows your fucking pants off and goes, Oh shit guys, by the way, I am a good goddamn director. I was just making fucking bank. Cause he's going to give us the best explosions and show us. He knew what the fuck he was doing. No, he definitely knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying watch him show us that he can make. Like he's going to one day he's going to give us that magnum opus. Yeah. And we're going to cry. <laughs> um, but the, the we watch Melancholia. 
they only spent thirty five million on this, <laughs> and you know, the like you just said, the stuff falling from the sky looks very, very good. Yeah. My, not only was it cheesy at the end, but the whole movie was like they had a hard time. Like the government was on that shit. Nah, bro, he's sick. You can't get in. Then yeah. All of a sudden, all these people fly in and can just get into the bunker all willy nilly. Like, like they, like, they like, don't even is... just let them in. They go and pick they, them up. It to just bring completely them in. was just like whatever. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, yeah. They lost. Yeah. They, that's when they lost me. I was like, dude, you only had twenty more minutes. You fucked it at the end. And, Come on, you only yeah. had twenty more minutes. And then, and then they had what I thought was going to be a, like. The most heartfelt and interesting way that they get in this movie, which is the family like all hunkered down, uh-huh. and and Gerard Butler's talking to his son. He's like, "Hey, no matter what, we're together. It doesn't matter what happens now." And then they like cut cut to the flashes of like him growing up and the the three of them together. And I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is a beautiful way to end this movie." Then yes. It to, then it then it cuts to that like shot of the world and. Then it keeps going, and it's like, oh no, I don't need yeah. any of this. And yeah, it was I bad. Agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I feel like there was two ways they could have gone with that. They could have ended it with the flashes because that basically says, yes, they died. Okay, cool. Or they could have not let them in the bunker. No, and that's then, too much. And then, no, and then that's cut too much. to T2 <laughs> right at the fence, and they start burning <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, God. Zach, what were you going to say? It's funny. I, I was watching this on my PlayStation, so I had my controller next to me. And right after Gerard Butler says that, no matter what happens, I, I bumped the controller accidentally and then, like, skip straight into the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and Caitlin was watching it with me, and she just, like, we both burst out laughing. It's like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I rewound it and watched it, and then, then it was kind of disappointing because that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the idea of it doesn't matter if they lived or died. Like mm-hmm. him yeah. saying that to his son felt like a definitive ending where it was like, it doesn't matter. I agree. Like Which, the whole, the survival was the point. We survived up to the point. So yeah. it doesn't matter whether together. we survive now or not because yeah. we're Which together. Was, and that was, that was actually a really good ending. Yeah. yeah. And, and when they cut to the flashes, I feel like it was diluted. Because of the flashes that he had in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Because you're just like, all right. Because, you know, the, the kid had said, you know, you, your life flashes before your eyes, before you die. So it's like, all right. So is he about to die? Like, or, like is that what's happening here? And then the, they do do it again in the bunker. So it just, it, like I said, it got a little diluted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say the kid had a couple of moments where he actually put on a pretty good performance. But the most crying of the time, performance when he met up with his mom. Yeah. Top fucking notch. I was like, damn, this kid's really killing it right now. Yeah, that's that's a uh, young Danny from Doctor Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, but when like he when he gets reunited with Gerard Butler, he <laughs> I don't know why I was watching his face so closely, but he has this weird smile and he keeps looking off screen. It's like eh, it's yeah. some weird dog <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. um, but but that scene at the end again before Gerard Butler like gives him the speech and he's like screaming, where are the flashes? Where are the flashes? Are my life supposed to flash before my eyes now? And you like watch this seven year old child, like coming to grips with the fact that he's about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say one thing about, you know, Trav talking about, you know, the plane coming from Canada and stuff. Um, I feel like, you know, no matter what kind of military training you have, it's one thing to deny, 
at the base when they're trying to get on the base on the the preordained planes or whatever but people are there within running distance you got to have no humanity to let them in at that point. I, yeah. So I felt that was realistic. I, it, it didn't bother me really. And it's kind of like in 2012 when they just let them into the arcs at the same time. It's just like, all right, just let them the fuck in. Like, is it going to hurt you? Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up Kmart, David Carradine. Uh, <laughs> no, no, fuck you. No, <laughs> you're not going to talk about Scott Glenn like that. I'm, I'm not sorry. Going to I love, I listen, I love Scott Glenn, this. but he is, Kmart David Carradine. You're, you're fucking Kmart David Carradine. Scott I Glenn. Wish. Scott Glenn was in Silence of the Lambs, and he's an he amazing was. actor, and he deserves more respect than this. Absolutely. But you knew exactly who I was talking about, so I feel... <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> because there's really only one person it could have been. And Scott Glenn's better than David Carradine. David Carradine. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> you don't Carradine. Just saying, I want to see Scott Glenn as play, uh, play Ryden in a Mortal Kombat movie. He's he's not even. He's he's not even my favorite asphyxiation. (laughs) Wasn't even my favorite Carradine. Sure, Robert. Robert, of course, because he was in Lizzie McGuire. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I love Scott Glenn. I, 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 I'm with you on that, Paul, where, you know, you get the tertiary characters just barely on there. And you knew exactly what was going to happen with him from the get-go. You knew that he wasn't going to go with him. He was going to die there because, you know, his wife was there and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, just love that he keep him around. Comes to do his house and he's playing a poker game with all of his friends. <laughs> and then none of them have lines and then none of them exist anymore after they <laughs> show up. <laughs> you know, one thing that I did notice that was kind of interesting that maybe I'm looking at it too much, but I think it was kind of a underlying commentary that the film had was the American experience. Uh, Cause pretty much all of the guys, the people that do bad stuff are like white guys and yeah. the people that are kind are uh, like the, the Mexican family. And yeah. um or the, the black gentleman on the truck who's like tells him about Greenland. Yeah, and I didn't Look, think it was like respect on King Bach's name. I was that actually a King Batch? Yeah, that yeah the King Bach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I um, I thought that was nicely done without being like heavy handed or yeah yeah yeah. Holy fuck! It was actually King Batch. Holy shit! I didn't even yeah. notice that. He talked fuck. about it in a stand up. Yeah. And it's honestly his only good performance in a film ever because 99% of his films are absolute garbage. I, I haven't cared about that guy since Vine, so yeah. But yeah, uh, Greenland, it's it, actually real quick, Zach, I just kind of want to follow up on your point there. I think the one thing I that was interesting about this movie that I kind of like a little bit is the fact that they really didn't point out every other country on what was going on there because almost every disaster film goes China. Everybody's fucking blowing shit up. Russia. Everybody's blowing shit up. America. I mean, uh, children of men is the only one I think that's ever got it right. Cause it's just like everybody else blow up, but Britain stays strong. No, it's not. That's the point of the movie. (laughs) I watched that yesterday. That's that's a great film. That, uh, I don't know if you would call that a disaster film, but it would, I think it, it could be kind of close to it. It it shares a DNA with dis- yes. the disaster. That and post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that that's another comfort film for me. Oh, for sure. 
it's so good yeah um oh i had a thought now it died of loneliness <laughs> oh i had a thought <laughs> but all right well guys i think uh we can call it here thank you very much for watching my movies with me absolutely yeah. Thank we're not going to do any worsty judgments. Well, you know what? Let's do some worsty judgments. Uh, we'll start with Trav. Do you think either of these movies deserve best disaster film? Um, you know, obviously the, I think there's actually good disaster films out there. Um, neither one of these are on that level. I think Greenland's a good film. It's worth a watch, you know, would I watch it again? Something would have to prompt me to watch it again. Like I'm with somebody who wanted to see it. They haven't seen it yet. Or it's Jonathan's birthday. But, and the core is just so much fun. But to say that it's a good film is, you know, uh, it can be bad and enjoyable. And that's what it is. So no, neither one of them deserve any accolades for that but yeah you know I, I think the core is a much better film than greenland as far as enjoyment value the core fucking rules rules. <laughs> all right uh zach do either of these movies deserve best disaster film yeah i think trav had a pretty good answer there i uh i enjoyed myself this week watching these films i uh again i don't know that either one of them will become something that i watch frequently or or talk too much about and but like the core has those qualities that makes it interesting like culturally um neither uh, neither are the best but neither are the worst i i think i don't always appreciate bad films for the fun that they can be so i think i prefer greenland as a film but yeah they're, they're both good i was glad to watch them right. good honest answer gonna flip things a little bit and ask you paul do either of these films deserve best disaster film you know i'm i'm trying to think of the dis the scope of disaster films and what specifically we are looking at as a disaster film and how that how this fits into that uh because as i said earlier i i grew up on the Irwin allen disaster films and i love fucking towering inferno and the Poseidon sure. adventure. And you know, those are, those are films that are part of my childhood and I love them. Uh, and you know, getting into twister and, and the string of disaster films from that era, like deep mm. impact was a film that I loved. I saw I that. I still love that film. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, and but I'd like to rewatch hey, it. Well, it's on HBO max. You know, so anybody seen Geostorm? I've never it's seen it. I've Geostorm seen it. sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Geostorm's terrible. Geostorm sucks. Yeah. So watch Moonfall though. Moonfall rules. Dude, I just nothing in Moonfall worked for me. Like Moon it's just an unfunny version of the core for me. Mo like Moonfall Moonfall had a moment much like um the the good Serenity, the one without Marina Bacaran. Um, that just threw me for a loop and I was like this is the best uh, but fucking no, hate I, you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I I don't think either of these are even close to the best. The core is a lot of fun. I Greenland. I've watched it once. I'm never going to watch it again. I say that and it's going to end up some somewhere where I'm going to end up watching it again. But oh. but no, I again I I don't know. Towering Inferno, Earthquake. Boys and I watched War of the Worlds not too long ago. Oh, War of the Worlds is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, fucking rules. Oh, yeah, it's good times. Spielberg That's, is. I just don't understand why Spielberg and Cruz have only done two, Minority Report and War of the Worlds, or have they done three? Uh, no, that sounds right. Either way, they should be doing fucking more. That's all I know. I, 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 think, I, think, Cruz, I think Cruz pulled himself out of that era where he was interested in working with interesting directors and now he works with tom cruise directors right <laughs> like and i'm not saying anything bad about, bad about no, no, I don't like they're not bad directors they're just they're they're collaborators with Cruz. whereas like in the late 90s early 2000s uh he was really in that you know I'm going to work with the most interesting directors and I'm going to be in the most interesting movies. And, you know, so he's, he's in Magnolia, the Paul Thomas Anderson. He's yeah. in, uh, not, not that I care for the movie, but he's in Kubrick's eyes wide shut. You know, right. he's, he's working with auteurs. Now he's working with Tom Cruise guys. Hmm. Got d- directors. I like, and they're making films. I like to watch, but, I'm not going to go out and say like these. These are all like journeyman directors who Tom Cruise's Tom uh, Cruise projects. Yeah, he's like, hey, I've got a thing for you. Let's do this thing together, and not the other way around. Where he's like, oh, Stanley Kubrick, Steven Spielberg, you you want to lead? I'll be your lead. I'm looking at just a list of films and Sunshine. Sunshine is so good. I don't, love, I don't love the ending, but the I, ending's incredible. <laughs> I felt like it fell into too many tropes towards the end. Like you're, the... you're incorrect. <laughs> gotcha. He said it's gotcha. incorrect. Gotcha. It, the ending to sunshine is great. All right. Well, <laughs> Jonathan, do either of these films deserve best disaster film? Thank you for asking Jonathan. <laughs> um, I love the core. I like Greenland. Neither of them are the 2009 masterpiece directed by the same director of a movie I'm not a fan of, The Crow, starring one, um, how did I already forget how we word this, uh, cousin of Sofia Coppola, uh, Mr. Nicolas Cage, knowing. Alex Proyas is knowing. Is the best disaster film of all time. <laughs> it is so fucking nuts. Oh God, I love the end of knowing so <laughs> it's much. So great! So it's so good. The whole none of this movie fucking happened is so silly, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's so yeah, funny. I was trying to remember if that was the one because I saw it when it was relatively oh, no, new. That's the one. I love knowing so much. I it. <laughs> It's so stupid and it's so like so taking itself serious. It's it's everything you want a disaster film to be. You want it to be taken serious, but you want to go, what the actual fuck? 
and knowing does it perfectly. Again, the core I've seen many times more than I have knowing because every time I watch knowing, I want it to feel <laughs> as good as it does. God. <laughs> so, no, neither of these films deserve best disaster film, but the core is close. Did you talk about? Were you just talking about the guy who wrote Knowing? Did you say something about him? Uh, the director uh, who uh, directed Knowing also directed The Crow. And gotcha. Dark City. And Dark City, yes. R- Ryan Douglas films. Pearson. Good. I want to see Dark City so bad. And it's I've so good. never had to. Yeah, you got to make that happen, sweet. Paul. Because it's every, I, I was going to say, it's probably free somewhere. I It's not on Tubi or <laughs> anything. <laughs> really? I, ha- I have it on my letterbox watch list. Oh. I'm looking at Ryan Douglas Pearson, the guy who wrote uh, Knowing. Uh, he now has a YouTube channel called Cooking with Ryan. He focuses on outdoor cooking, grilling, and barbecue. Nice. But he also wrote the book that uh, that Can you say Mercury that Rising again? was based on. Did he <laughs> write that? It's it was called look- Simple Simon, which is terrible. <laughs> what is his YouTube channel, Zach? Uh, cooking with Rye. And what does it do? Can you say that again? Focuses on outdoor cooking, grilling, and barbecue. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, That's wild. You and, think whenever he gets done cooking you... something, he's like, I actually didn't cook it. That was all part of your imagination. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> fucking bananas would that be and at Tramp, the end you... of every episode? <laughs> when you watch all Dark City, Tramp, you need to remember that it came out the year before The Matrix. Oh, yes, I know. And sets from Dark City were used in the Matrix because they were oh, both okay. shot in Australia. So nice. I did not know that part. <laughs> but dude, just the screenshots alone from that film just make me go, "Oh yeah, that's all." I don't need to see a trailer. I I just saw a screenshot and I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm into that. I need to see that." Nice. I'll be interested to know your feelings, dude. Well, it looks like the Matrix and um. Pinhead had a fucking baby, and there it mm. is. And I was just like, "Yeah, it's sign wild. me it's up for that." Film. How has that never made its way onto my desk ever? Mm-hmm. All right, well, Trav, one more question for you: Are either of these the worst disaster films? The core might be, <laughs> um, but the but Greenland's not, you know, good or bad in either way to justify it on that. But honestly. No, because uh, no, I'll just say no, no, because we brought up Geostorm earlier. That movie's absolutely yep. fucking god awful. There's nothing fun about that film. It just sucks. All right. And I really wish that- we would have brought up M Night's uh, The Happening when we were bringing up Disaster. Oh, oh, I still haven't seen The Happening, <laughs> dude. It's worth uh, a watch. That's a that's yeah, a sure. Is that the one where everybody wants to kill themselves? Yes. The okay. Trees. That's right. Because the trees. Well, now, because now Zach's giving you the ending. Oh, well, there's the twist. I don't know. I've never seen it. Trust me, it's, it's not, not really a twist. Cool. Let's throw that out there. It it's not really a twist. twist. It's more of a reveal. It's yeah. more of a reveal. Gotcha. All right. Zach, is, are either of these movies the worst disaster film? I don't think so. Uh, like I said, the, the core has got that fun value. Uh, I've seen plenty of movies that were just bad. Probably like Geostorm, but even though I haven't seen it, but the way you describe it. Uh, so, no, I'm going to say no. It's fun. I'm still just looking at lists of all these disaster movies. Interesting. All right. Orca. 
Um, yeah, I, Paul. Yes. Are either of these the worst disaster film? Um, no, the core, the core is too much fun. And I think there's actual like worse films that come out around, come out around this time that are worse. Um, and Greenland, while I have my qualms with it, is very passable film and very interesting film. And uh, the very much worse version of Greenland comes out just like a couple years after it. Don't look up. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It's terrible. It's one of the worst films ever made. Mm. And uh, of course, I got nominated for Best Picture. So, yeah. oh. well, um, I, I agree. Neither of these films are the worst. Uh, like you said, Greenland is uh, very in the middle of the road. Uh, the core is too much fun to be called the worst. But I'm going to be with Paul on one thing. I think the worst disaster film was a Best Picture winner, and that would be Titanic. Fuck Titanic. It's what? boring. I thought we enjoyed it. I, th- nah. uh, I thought we enjoyed it. No, that, that's no joke. No, uh, Geostorm actually is really fucking bad. I, it was honestly, of, of them all, it felt the most pointless. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, and, and I'm sure there are B movies out there that you could say are the right. worst, but you could say that about a lot of B movies. Yeah, I mean, for for B movies and mockbusters, like I don't really put them on these lists because yeah. you like jazz. Yeah. Um, because they're they're meant to be pulpy and trashy, and if you're taking them any more seriously than they are, then you're you're kind of in the wrong. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. watching those movies wrong. But when something when when something costs eighty five million dollars and it's bad <laughs> That's yeah. the film that you need to take the piss out of, right. yeah, and absolutely. call call uh, Pompeii, which is a terrible, terrible that, film. Yeah, that's why I said Pompeii when he brought up the two endings because that's literally how Pompeii ends. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one list has <laughs> Rain of Fire as a disaster film, and that's not what I would call that, it. But I can see it being so- no, yeah, no, I can't bird, see it. At all. <laughs> this new Bird Box Bird Box Barcelona just came out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that looks not very. Good. Look, I don't want to watch the first one in English. I definitely don't want to watch that one in Spanish. Let's just <laughs> say that. Uh, oh, Trav, Paul. Because I just saw the poster for the movie Zach. White Squall. Yes, I have it on my watch list. The uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Um, what is the Ridley Scott film? God damn it, Zach. <laughs> nice. Um, there's a character in the bear, the TV series who only has Ridley Scott posters on his walls. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I, was, I think of you every time they showed his apartment. Yeah. Did everybody yeah. see that Napoleon trailer? Yes. I am going to reserve judgment till I see the movie. Cause I have no I, opinion on that trailer. I know y'all, I know you're feeling on Joaquin, but. Damn it, I just saw the trailer and said, really, nobody just does these kind of films like Ridley Scott. Yeah. and They just Ridley, feel so real. Like, these battles just feel so real. Ridley's yeah. so good at it, and I would like, I'm going to go see it, because I, I love Ridley Scott, and I like watching his movies in theaters. But that trailer just is like, oh, this this looks pretty. I have no opinion on anything happening in this trailer. Yeah. And it, and it it was harder too for you, I'm sure, because they used a Radiohead song. 
<laughs> did, did they? Uh, but it was a cover of a Radiohead song. See, that, Which that's is how the little, trend nowadays. Yeah, that's how little I felt about that trailer is that I didn't even... That and they keep taking hip like classic '90s hip hop songs and turning them into like these big production songs in the trailer. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan Peele. (laughs) They did it for Biggie in the Transformers trailer. They did it with the Eminem song in Shazam. Like Mm. I don't know why they're taking these hip hop songs and making them these huge big productions in the trailers. To be fair, they did that with both Shazam movies and Eminem songs because the first trailer had "My Name Is." Oh yeah, see, I don't remember that. But was it the actual song, or was it like a big production version of it? You know, I, I say that, and I don't remember now. Yeah. So, mm. I don't oh, know how we got here. <laughs> we were like saying goodbye. And <laughs> well, let's go ahead and continue that part and say uh, goodbye. Thanks again, guys, for watching our disaster films. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. My Thanks name so. is Jonathan Pierce. You can't find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and the letterbox at Altorn underscore Occam. I was only able to watch these two movies. I didn't even watch any TV shows this week. Mm-hmm. Eh, life. 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 Yeah. Uh, Trav, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on the Instagram ZK Audio. I'm on the Twitter and the TikToks, T R A V I O S Z K, where you also can find me on the letterbox ranking and rating my daily movie watches. It's been a while since I've given this spiel. Um dude, I went and saw the new Insidious. Oh, in five idiots. It was so terrible. So <laughs> terrible. Is that the maroon door or what is it called? The red door. Maroon door. Yeah, it I was. I see a maroon, maroon five. Dude, I'm sorry, but, you know, because we've talked about Moonfall, too. Yeah. Patrick Wilson is just not good. Like, he's been in good films, yes, but he is not good. He's never been good. I don't know how this guy keeps getting roles and stuff. He's not good. He's not a good actor. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Fair. No? All right. Well, Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critic. Where can you? Critiker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R. TikTok, House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name. The the pain pills are kicking in, making my tongue swell up. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not necessarily shouting out many new movies. I can't remember if I did last time or not, but I'm just going to mention it again if I did. Watch Nimona. Nimona's awesome. So I watched it again with kids. So Yeah, I have not seen it yet. It's great. So there you go. And Paul, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dressed Men on TikTok. We're just Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. Um, we are trying to work out where we might be able to uh, directly give money to the creators of the shark movies that we watch. Mm. Uh, Specifically the really shitty ones that are on like certain streaming services that I don't know if we should be supporting right now. Mm -hmm. We need to, we need to do research on that. So uh, we're, we're hoping to get back to at least the bad shark movies and not cover any like major studio shark movies until uh, movie studios start acting right. There you go. 
but you can also follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch, which you can look up there if you feel like. But uh, this week I watched Paint Dry. Mm. That's scary, Fear Daddy. Very scary. Balls are hairy. <laughs> Not always. Zach. Mine very much are. Um, Zach. And I was talking about your balls. So. I figured you weren't. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost took my pants off there. All right, um, there. What? Oh, are we watching? Uh, I was yeah, I was gonna ask what we were watching <laughs> next week, but then we started talking about testicles. So, uh, speaking of testicles, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. There's no connection here. Okay, I think we're going back to the seventh veil, right? The seventh veil. Yeah, we need to cover that. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> Max, not HBO anymore. There you go. My friend Max. <laughs> it's called or, Max. Bro, or, have y'all seen that meme where it's like HBO Max, Max, and they're like, I right, peacock your move? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny, funny, funny. Oh. Well, with that, we're going to thank Trav. Hey. From our sister podcast, Leveling Up and Benjamin Banks for producing God. our show. Thanks, Trav. Thank you so much. You're so fucking awesome. You're oh, welcome, Jonathan. <laughs> fucking good old Jonathan. A little reach around. Uh, <laughs> we would also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan J. Bellevue for a beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars the Pod on Facebook at the Oscars the Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the all mighty algorithm. Five stars, five disasters, asteroids coming down, and get out your laser blasters. I'm actually a good rock. So, for Trav and Zach and Jonathan and Morena Bacarin for being in the second best movie named Serenity, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>